This is Mark Powers. And John Hughes. You're listening to Inside the Wires, the best rackets podcast in the game. Welcome to Inside the Wires, hands down, the best podcast in all of racket sports. Listener discretion may be advised for a younger audience. All right, we are back. It's Friday, October 8th, 2021. I'm Noah. That's Ben. And we have a repeat offender on the show, one of the most entertaining and engaging characters in the game of paddle, and also one half of the current best team in the nation since they've won the only tournament of the year, Mr. Will Colmar. So without further ado, let's go. First off, Will, congrats on, on being a new father a little while back. How's everything going so far? Uh, well, thank you. Thank, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, glad to be back. And, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a new world. It's cool. Uh, Johnny, my, my little guy Johnny is five months. He's kicking around um, in his little Johnny jumper. We gave him a paddle ball the other day. He hates it, so... Um, uh, we're, we're we're not getting our hopes up for the paddle tour, but <laughs> it'll be um, it, it, it's it's been a blast so far. Tiring, but like something that that has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh yeah, are you are you changing diapers yourself, or uh, did you defer that duty? Um, you know, I don't uh, like most of the time. Uh, I I'll go like a day or two without changing my own diapers, so I I don't change them that often. <laughs> That's good. Are, are you like me? I would, uh, dude, the gag reflex I would have sometimes when I had to change, I started putting a bandana over my face when I was changing. The, I've got pictures I can show you guys, but dude, there, there were times where it's like two in the morning and you're changing a diaper and I was like, oh my God, there's tears rolling down my face because I'm trying not to gag. It's yeah, terrible. Luck, I've been blessed kind of with a very poor sense of smell. So it's actually <laughs> not the worst thing in the world for me. Um, my wife's been incredible um, with with him. She's back at work and she still does like a lot of the night feeds, stuff like that. So nice. um, that's a keeper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Good. Well, talk to us a little bit about uh, the big win last week at the I three fifty five tournament. That was uh, yeah, the, so, such a they got to come up with a less prestigious name because I, you know, <laughs> the uh, the I three fifty five, you know, roadside classic or something. I, I got I got to tell you, I've lived in Chicago fourteen years. I had to look up where I three fifty five. I was like, what the fuck is this? They invented they, <laughs> a lot of money. A lot of money to a marketing firm to come up with that name. Come on, they got yeah. yeah I know. Well, for, first um, of all, we we, we do have to say that that was a really nice. I thought it was a really nicely run Dude, tournament. Fantastic. I believe. Yeah. I couldn't believe when I pulled up there. I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. They they had like a two hundred fifty inch TV out there that that yeah. was broadcasting the Masters, which made it really hard to play. I um, asked not to be playing on that court because I'm like my my ADD is so bad. 
there's no way it I can almost, play with that thing next to the corner. Match, I'm not gonna lie. Like it was uh, Adam was like, dude, over here. Um, <laughs> well, hey, hey, let's so, let's let's give a quick shout to uh, Anthony McPherson, who's the yeah head, the, the director at uh, Medina Country Club, and Mark Cunnington, who's at Glen Ellen Park District. Uh, they were the guys who put that on. They they did really a nice job. Nice sponsorships there. Bunch of sponsors. I know they were surprise money. We'll talk about that too. But uh, they, I they I cannot. Job. I cannot believe what they did with that. That was um, that was really special, and honestly, I hope it sets sets a trend up for the future tournaments. I mean, not that I've never played in anything uh, that had some aspect of it, but that, like, with in terms of like the hospitality for the players and yeah. anybody who wanted to come watch, and and just the general setup of it. The only my only critique, and I. You know, honestly i would give this thing like a 95 percent. like it was one of the best run tournaments i've ever been to because yep. they went just a little too spaced out between the rounds um like like there was just a little bit too much dead time between some of the it rounds was what uh it was like a 9 a.m first match and 1 p.m second yeah i mean it, it, like for for a four round tournament it was just a little too spaced out I mean, i'm not talking about much i mean maybe they even shortened each round by a half hour yeah. um maybe they wanted to get the finals on not during that twilight period right. where mm -hmm. you get like messed up sun but but um you know th yeah. there were uh, it, aside from that I'm, I'm telling you like in absolutely incredible what they did with it yeah, I think I think you know I know paddle hasn't really picked up on the East Coast or around, but those East Coasters do need to come out for that tournament next year. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially if they know they could probably make some loot and steal it from. The They're not going to make it. They're not going to make any money. Will we're keeping this in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, so, so talk about that a little bit. I mean, do you think it was too early in the year to have? I know our league, obviously in Chicago, our league started already. This is just finished our first week but was that too early for a tournament do you think or was it was it okay to kind of kick things off that early um that's a good question I, I personally i have not been a huge fan of starting stuff when it's when you have the potential for like 70 you know 80 degree tournament mm -hmm. condition like that's that's just really warm for me i like i really like it around Milwaukee is a really good start point, I think, usually where yeah. um, it's closer to mid end of October. And it's usually, you know, like at most you're getting like a 65 degree day. And um, but but I, I didn't I don't know. I, I didn't mind it so much. Um, I think guys come out a little bit rusty. Obviously, um, conditions are super bouncy and, and it's. I think it's, I find it harder to play like really good quality paddle. You, unless you're really adaptive, um, which guys who are shaking off rust tend not to be. So, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I thought, I thought the quality of play was actually pretty good from most of the, the stuff that I saw. And he's not know, talking about you and I knew you and I know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was thinking when he said he was there for a long time, I was thinking if you, uh, if you promptly move to the back draw and, and quickly work your way through that, I was out of there by twelve thirty. So <laughs> <laughs> that moved around. That moved along pretty quick. Very really quickly. Um, no. Well, hey, I, I got an idea for a new segment. I got an idea for a new segment for the show. Not to not to uh, get off track, but how about views from the back draw? Uh, that, I think that's a good <laughs> show segment. Ooh. 
Huh? No, I, I, have, I have plenty of experience with that too. So I, I could, you could get, have me on for both of these. Things. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, like I said, uh, I, I've been noticing that you know paddles becoming more of a year-long, yeah, for type sure sport. There are a lot. There were tons of guys that I knew that played summer paddle, yeah. and not just some, but lots of it. Right. So. I, I don't know. It, um, from a teaching standpoint, because I'm also, um, as you guys know, an instructor over at, or uh, director rather, over at North Shore Country Club. And like our season started really early again, or at least people were out super early. And um, it's just, it's just different. I mean, it used to be like things didn't really kick off till October. Now it's yeah. beginning of September. You've got you know, people lining up to get on the courts. Sure. Maybe COVID's a little responsible for some of that too. I don't know. I think COVID, you know, I think COVID's the greatest thing that ever happened to paddle. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> racket, racket sports. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Just fantastic. You know, everyone wants to be out there playing. It's great. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Let, let, let me ask you this. Since that was kind of one of the first tournaments for the uh, the APTA tour that they're doing where there's prize money, it's not a, not a Grand Prix event, but what do you think about, I mean, obviously you won, so you, you, you got prize money, which is good, but you know, objectively, do you think it's great? It's, it's valuable to have prize money. Does it change that is it going to change your decision going forward on tournaments you'll go to or not, or what effect of any, do you think that that has? Well, Will, um, Will, and, Will and his wife went to Sizzler on Saturday night after that. Week. Yeah. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was, that was sweet. Those crap claws were. That's going to be a lost reference pretty soon. I don't think there are any left, are there? Yeah. That was a great place growing uh, up. No, we. Uh, I, I don't know that it would affect really my my tournament schedule that much. I mean, certainly it, it could be a tiebreaker. Like if there were two tournaments on the same weekend and I knew that one of them I had a shot of winning a reasonable, you know, check, I'd probably say, well, why not? Why not that one? Um, I think most of the guys uh, probably fall along the same lines that, that at least I've talked to about, because this has been an issue in the past that people, you know, w weren't really sure how to address it. I think it's good for the sport because it means you're going out there, you're promoting and you're getting sponsors. And that, that also kind of represents, I guess, general interest in the sport, which is great. Um, you know, so I, like, I, I kind of think it will become a more commonplace thing. Um, and it will probably, as it did here, increase the quality of the tournament experience for players and, and um, spectators. So I don't know. I, th I thought it was great. Like I, I would have, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen a smaller draw tournament run anywhere close to as well as that one was and i hope it starts kind of setting a standard for oh yeah um those type of tournaments and and, and hopefully even bigger ones going forward well, well in fairness that was the first year doing it too it wasn't like they've been doing this for five or ten years since that was the first year they've had the tournament so i, I yeah. think it was great and yeah I, yeah hey, hey, I, just, gotta, just, I gotta i gotta just, tell you guys real quick my my partner is a guy called tyler owens who's out of louisville and they're running the the, the bourbon, bourbon bowl I yeah. think it's, I think they're at kind of early February and Sold. he was taking notes. He's yeah. like, you know, okay, we should do this with this. And, and he took a lot of things away from that tournament that they're going to, you know, 
I don't want to say, you know, replicate, right? Or, right. Yeah, I think right. there's one or two that they might not do, but, uh, you know, he took a lot away from that and was like, we can really create a great tournament by watching what these guys did this past hey, weekend. And in fairness, another $5,000 uh, prize money tournament. Yep. Yeah. So There you yeah, go, that- Will. Go to Louisville. I, I think they're going to get a big draw for you know for the bourbon and and all the the touring and whatever else you can do down there. It's be a good good tournament. And and I I promised these guys that I would say it. I don't know if you if you caught these guys when they came up, but a couple guys came, drove up from Springfield, which is probably three hours up to the tournament, just to hand out flyers and advertise the Springfield tournament. I told them I'd mention it on the podcast. It's a one day tournament, Saturday, November thirteenth. A little bit of prize money. Uh, hopefully, get some of the Chicago teams down, but. Uh, I played down there before uh, really fun tournament. Great group of guys, super appreciative. So anybody in the, uh, the Midwest listening can make it down for the Springfield open. It's in Springfield, Illinois. I think they'd, they'd absolutely love to have you down there for it. Sign me up. There you go. No, well, well, I was planning on making some money that weekend. So if you can, <laughs> not go, that would, that would help me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm limited to one good tournament result per half. So that you don't have to worry about it. There you go. Well, Hey, can we, can we just touch on your, your final? I know we spoke a little bit off, off air before we got on here, but um, you guys it just, that's a great first tournament a year final, you know, Baxter and Hirsch versus, versus you and Adam and you know what a great match you you play and I said to you you played as well as I've ever seen you play I thought it was fantastic you you guys were on fire already yeah we we did a good job uh, in our first couple rounds of kind of shaking some rust off and and uh we get, like in a tournament a lot of it is like hitting your stride at the right time so, you know, by the time we were in the semis, we, we were playing, I think, really good. And uh, we had, I, I, I was shocked at, at how well we were able to kind of deal with, with I think, what is a kind of a difficult team in, in uh, Mitch Granger and Paul Rose. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think either of them particularly played their best battle, but we played, we played very smart and made very limited mistakes. So that you know you do something like that um you're doing at least half of it right and then we we i think we dialed it up we played much better even in the final and um there was a patch i think in maybe the second set where we were starting to sweat a little bit because the the game plan that we had brought in was starting to deteriorate a little bit or at least they were catching on to, you know, some of the patterns and, but we pretty much, we didn't make very many errors. We, we, I think we challenged them at the right times and we executed our initial game plan very well. Yep. Um, and I, I'd played both of those guys several times. I think, I, I think I have a losing record against Hirsch. Um, he's a tough one. He's so underrated he's as a player. Super sticky, super right? sticky. I mean, he's one of those guys like that. You're like, if if he goes on the spree where he just doesn't make any errors, especially in the backcourt, you're kind of like, well, what the hell am I going to do next? Because, mm-hmm. and especially you pair him with a guy like Baxter, who like I played Ryan a few times and a couple of the times we played him and he goes on these streaks where he plays this unbelievably aggressive brand of paddle and, and, and executes it. And you're thinking to yourself, 
whoa, this is, you know, like if I, if there's a guy next to him who's not missing and this guy is on this hot streak, what, what am I even ever going to do at the net? Like you don't, you kind of don't want to be there, but oh, like totally. I said, it, it, yeah, I think in in that match, it, we were able to, to just find that small gray area to live in against those two that, that it ended up working out. Yeah, yeah, I thought you know, I thought you guys were great. And hey, are you are you more of a man than I am, or do you do, when when yeah, Bax, yes, I, yes. well, yes oh. is the answer. But oh, yeah. when Baxter's <laughs> lining up for that forehand, you ever get just a little worried? It gets a little high and loose. <laughs> that um, thing's I'm big when he gets flying. I've I've felt the full wrath of it before. Um, and yeah, so you like at the net, you're you're, I don't know. I've I've gotten better about the habit at when I'm at the net of basically when I know somebody's about to incinerate a ball, I, I hold my spot, I lock it down and I, I only play an area uh, with my paddle between my head and my crotch. And, <laughs> and, and, and no, seriously. Like, no, I know what the, you mean. And I love that you said the, that. At the velocity he hits the ball at, if you're trying to reach laterally at all, there's a really good chance you're not going to be able to make that. And it's, it's not worth trying to like reach. It's only basically good to protect yourself yeah, um, or be ready to play dodgeball because yeah. that the, the <clears throat> velocity that he hits the ball at, he like, you don't want to try to volley that you want to actually want to play that in transition. Like there's no way you want to volley that ball. Yeah. I I'm really glad you said that. Cause I actually, before the match, when Tyler and I played them, I'm like, dude, when Baxter lines up to drive, if it comes right at you, you volley it, but you do not reach for anything. You let it go no, by and not, we go not, from there. I not go even not even yeah. three inches, like nothing. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. Well, well okay. Well, I'm, I wanted to cover. Sorry, no. What'd you say? No, I was saying it's a good point. It's a good takeaway for players at any level. If you think about guys who are hitting the ball that hard, I mean, the, the benefit is, is you just played off the back screen. It's going to come right back. It's not like you have to chase it all the way back. It's going to come back to you anyway. So, well, especially yeah, I mean, in that, 80 that, degree he weather. Several forehands, yeah. He hit several forehands that we let through that, that made it back at least to the service line. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. kidding. Like, like it came oh, yeah. almost all the way back. And that player, like you almost didn't have to move. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's just, it's, you have to be really good in that moment of, of actually slowing stuff down and not operating on quick twitch reflexes. It's, yeah, sure. Well, that's, uh, that's some great teaching. I appreciate that. Um, real quick. We're not, we're not going to keep too long, but obviously you, you and Adam have been friends for years. You've, you've been partners for quite a while. Um, we assume you guys are going to, you know, continue to date around this season and play with some different partners. Um, who else are you going to, who else are you going to play some tournaments with this year? And then for, for our club players, how do you go about choosing, choosing a partner to play with? Um, for me, it's very simple. Uh, I, I wait until somebody calls me and then like, uh, just basically <laughs> like if I, if I was planning on playing the tournament, say yes. Um, I it's now I, 749. Uh, Noah is going to call you at 803. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 was, I wasn't going to wait to where done. I was about to text you right now, so I'll be the first one. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a good question. Like, uh, I don't think – I mean, there, there are some guys that when you start kind of, I guess, cracking into 
um, a certain range of, of ranking that that will kind of you know fish around for for you know whoever's open so to speak in terms of partnerships and stuff like that i don't for me i never really i never really go out and search for partners um i i, I gotta be honest um i'm not right now i think in the the headspace of like attacking the tour this year because um i have a lot of my plate uh, personally with with my my guy and my job and so i think like i would i'm gonna play some tournaments you know obviously ones that are very convenient for me like charities and maybe if that cabin fever is is in a good time this year something like that but um you know I, i in terms of like getting really serious about it this season i i it's probably not in the cards Going forward, I, you know, I, I would, I'd like to find somebody that I can kind of be congruent with on the court in terms of our ideas about how uh, we would want to attack certain matches and how our skill sets fit together. But honestly, that's that's not that's like a secondary thing. Like you don't even know how that's going to work until you go out and test it, and, try it. and you can have ideas about how somebody would line up alongside of you and it might look great on paper and then you go out there and it's like well none of that is working uh the way we thought it would and then you have to get creative but um so i don't know i like you do you do want to have at least a picture of what you're looking at but then then you have to go through the whole test and you know trial and error type thing which um can be great and it can be uh, sometimes disheartening so you, you know, um, I've, you, I've done that. I'm yeah, sorry. I was just saying, can you translate to that to, you know, club play, league play, things like that? If you're, you know, you're a captain and you're putting lineups together, things like that. What, what do you, what would you recommend players look at when they're trying to put people together? Uh, so that's a good question. I mean, I, I, it's been a little bit since I, I had to look at it through the lens of, like maybe there are you know a few tools here and a few tools there that if you put them together you could get a really you know great combination but i i I guess i would say that that there's a comfort level certainly associated with you know some of the things that people bring naturally like a a very basic one i like playing do side i like playing ad side those things line up nicely but again it doesn't really it doesn't really address what happens in the scheme or the scope of a match. I mean, you're going to have plenty of matches where, you know, maybe you're comfortable alongside somebody uh, because you said, well, Oh, Ben, you're great at taking overheads. I'm good at volleys and and that will make the network. Well, only if you guys are also good at shifting and agreeing Mm -hmm. on where to take the ball when things are not, you know, great. And those are, those are kind of deeper concepts, but club players hit those things as well. So I think the real trick when you're a club player is um, <laughs> find your, find your local pro, take a camp and, and you and your, you and whoever you want to kind of play alongside, or maybe your team get on the same page with some systems that, that yeah. you can maybe find interchangeable between some partnerships and then test them out because you, you can't just have one idea and then it's, it doesn't work and that's it. Like, Right. You have to have a few things that you 
have worked on together and can agree on are a good general way of approaching matches and then make adjustments. I mean, that's, you're never going to find something better than that. Like it's, it's, you have to test that first. Absolutely. And then have you ever, you ever played a, uh, have you ever gone to a tournament with someone and you've been just great and then had to go dinner with them later and been like, fuck, we can never play together ever again. This is not going to work. Um, that's, every tournament that Adam and I have ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've had, no, seriously, like we, we like we're best friends, right? Like we've known Absolutely. each other since we were 10 and, um, and, but we've been through the trenches together and like, you know, I, I don't want to say so much held each other's hands through um, like the developmental stages. Cause Adam had already been a pretty highly ranked player when I started playing with him and I, I at least knew what I was doing to some degree but when we started playing the like the really challenging matches in our tournaments and um you know having disagreements about how things go like it it's tough like even with your your best buddy you're like dude like what are we doing like we want like we would get we I'm not even kidding the last tournament we played um I think outside of this one and maybe one other last year it was nationals at Pittsburgh and we got into an altercation on the court in the middle of a point <laughs> against, um, against Breadberg and Nolan in the 32s. And we, we, during the point we're running the net and we're trying to figure out how we defend against Breadberg's lob down the line where I was, and on the right side, Adam was playing the left, taking more of the overheads. And he was intentionally trying to bait us to confuse each other on that particular shot. And sometimes I was taking him and sometimes Adam was. And we were in the middle of a, a point that had gone at least 100 balls. And I, I'm talking to him. I go, what do you, oh, do you want that one? He goes, oh, do you want that one? Like mocking me. And we're, we're, we're having a verbal <laughs> altercation in the middle of this point. And eventually, Breadbird catches the ball and he goes, "Guys, what the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> like he, he stops point. He's like, "He's like, this, like, do, are we playing this match or what's going? Like, what is going on with you two over there?" And I'm like, "Dude, don't worry about it. We can, we got this under control," which of course we didn't. And uh, and that was that was our tournament run, and that ended right there. And it was a very uh, like we we made short work of the backdrop after that, and that was. Like that was when we decided, okay, we, we gotta, we gotta take some time, you know, and go figure this out on our own because <laughs> this is, you know, that we, we're spinning our wheels right here. Was yeah. that match live streamed? Can anyone go no, find that? Oh Lord. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have wondered, like, it's hard to imagine unless you saw it. The look on his face, it was awesome. Um, but that's what, that's a real story. Like that's what, that's what a good team can do to you also. Like you have, like, we had an idea of what we were going to do. I don't think I stuck to the game plan terribly well. They were also good at like badgering us with good lobs, stuff like that. And, and eventually it just, you know, it, it caused us as a team to implode. And, and you know, <laughs> we, I think we entered that, that tournament, like, I want to say we were maybe like the nine seed or something. Too. I was going like, to say we, you were probably around top 10, weren't you? Yeah, we were. Um, yeah, and and 
you know, we kind of had our eyes on like a good, maybe, you know, potential quarterfinal run, something like that. I think we had a good draw too. I can't remember. <laughs> You'd already it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> a nightmare round of 16. Like the 16s get like really, and we were like, this is going to be good. And, and it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it decidedly was not. Although if it's to their credit, Bradberg and Nolan are, are great players. And I don't think, you know, I'm not trying yes. to say, um that that would have been a match that that would that would have been a tough match for us to win in any conditions and uh um i you know i i think that i think adam was probably the best player on the court at the time i probably was the weakest but they were both super steady that day and like once they once they smelled blood it was uh that was about it for us. Sure. I think I'm taking you in the fist fight, you and Adam. Adam's feisty though. <laughs> he, oh my god, dude! Another <laughs> thing, you're, you're probably like this. Um, Adam and I were roommates in college, and even before that, like we had hung out together and and like, you know, had a couple frat sodas and gotten, you know, a little, a little aggressive at times, and like we used to we used to just wind up and slap each other just like <laughs> randomly. Um, and it was, it was the best when Carl was there. Cause then it'd be like this triangle of guys like slap. It looked like the three stooges, honestly. It was just like three guys just slapping each other. And it's Car- Carl, Carl Morgan, Adam's brother for color for everyone. Carl else. Morgan, Adam's yeah. brother. That's right. So, so we, in college, you know, we would get into, into fights and granted I wasn't, I was, I was probably half my size in college. Like I, I was, you know, very slender. Um, I, I about the same height, but like 150 pounds soaking wet. And Adam was about the same. And like, we would get into fights and dude, he, he is, you would not believe what he brings when he gets like aggressive. Like you cannot, I can believe get that guy to stop. No, he, he, he just does not he he doesn't quit that's what he does he does not quit so it's a little scare tactic for the rest of the apta this year <laughs> i like it yeah that's good hey uh yeah. moving it let, let's let's move on to something a little bit later um platform <laughs> files i think uh i i think that uh, some people probably recognize you from the platform files but maybe not the name um you want to talk about the platform files, uh, the the video series you guys do on YouTube and some of the other social media. And if you could give give some shout outs to some of the other guys that are involved with that. You guys do a great yeah, job. So it's entertaining. It's amazing. Was, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I apologize to anybody who's eager for more because we, you know, between uh, COVID, the craziness um, at work and, and then having kids, it's been harder to to shoot but we do have some stuff that we are uh hopefully going to follow through with in the next few months um can you give any hints well there's a few different things one is a new um trick shot video but it's done more or hopefully will be done more in the vein of like jackass um (laughs) And there are some cool skits in there. One is a um, an epic trunk slamming skit that that we have lined up, which will be, if if I have anything to say about it, like uh, probably the best clip in paddle so far. Like, like awesome. It, it, 
yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna to go big with some of this, which um, we may at some point also start like a GoFundMe page to do some of these like yes. more um, kind of, I don't know, like there are certain props and, and, and tools that we'll need to make these even better shots that uh Explo- that it, exploding it, it, cars it things the like point that of like being a hobby a little bit because it would take um capital <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go can, 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 can so, you give some uh give some plugs to some of the other key players that are involved with that yeah so so right this was this was um a, a baby of mine um brett carson uh originally who is our video editor and um uh, he he does a lot of the camera work as well, cameraman I suppose. Um, and one of the world's Ron nicest Barnes, people. A recurring character who you know hopped on board with us uh, pretty much from the inception. Um, and then we had uh, we had a bunch of other guests roll through. Dave Bukowski was a part of it. Uh, we had Danny Suki. Uh, you know we that had a guy's, lot. Of, that guy's lot hilarious. Of yes, he is. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's, yeah, he was Barney Blitzberg and, and I get, I yep. still get people coming up and saying, Hey, you know, what's up with that guy, Barney Blitzberg? Um, what's he up to? And when, when you guys do the recap and one of the recap is pound your meat. I, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen the videos so many times. I, I just think they're fantastic. Um, uh, here you go. Uh, how, how, here, here, here's an episode for you. How about a "Where are they now?" from all the, you know, what happened to these people from the past? Well, you know, they're like, around. That's not a bad idea. You know? uh, maybe we'll get one where we do like a sitcom style, where it, yeah. like it's a bigger episode where all of them, you know, interact with each other somehow. That, I, I kind of oh, like yeah. that idea. Yeah. We get, we'll get like a. What, what was his name? Leftowitz. It was uh, that was Banchila. Then we had. Yep. Um, we had all of those game set matches, which oh, um, those are great. Yeah, so yeah, with, with Brett and Gerani. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so we, we had a blast filming those, and and like I said, there's some other stuff that we have um, ready to shoot, or you know, there's actually some other stuff that we have uh, in the archives that that hasn't been released or. Um, completely uh, edited yet so yeah it's it's something we'll come back to for sure just have to find the right time and and we'll um we'll have some fun with it because they're like i said i've got i'm actually looking right now at a list of other ideas we have for uh other guys i'll pick one out at oh <laughs> i don't know if this is appropriate but Oh, we, dude! Uh, oh, well, everything's appropriate on here. Yes. So, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do a Waldy. Um, oh I got yeah, a Waldy story right after this. Yep, uh, we'll do a a um, walk off, uh, which is a premature celebration, which ends up in disaster. Uh, let's see. Ooh, there's one called the Quantum Slash, but I don't want to. I don't want to spoil this one for you guys. It'll be cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, can I yeah. can I tell you guys real quick? Well, I don't want to take up much of your time. I've got a Waldy story. We've talked about Jay Waldenberg on here a bunch, and as much as Jay drives me absolutely nuts, and I want to hit him in the chest with an FYM every chance I get, 
I think the world and paddle needs Jay Waldenberg, but uh, Scott Mansinger and I are playing them. Uh, we're what them? We're playing Jay Waldenberg and Stu Bradley uh, this past Tuesday in the first series one of the the season. And it, it, those who don't know Stu Bradley, it's just a good, super nice human being. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if there's anything else to add. He's a very good player and just a really nice guy. Anyway. We're at four all in the first set. First point of the game, four all. I'm serving. I'm a mental midget to start with. And Mansinger and I are playing I. I'm just about to serve. And Waldy goes, Ben, watch your feet, your foot faulting. And I gotta <laughs> I gotta tell you, as the guy that posts foot fault Friday, I am very, very aware of my own foot if I would never foot fault. Because the shit I will get if I do foot fault as the guy that right. posts everyone else foot faulting. And I look at Jay. I go, Jay, you, you, I know what you're doing and cut it out right now. And, and I go, Jay, stop it right now. Uh, so anyway, funny. I hit the serve. Uh, Stu rips a return at my feet and I missed the volley. And, and uh, Mansinger comes up to me, goes, calm down. We got this. You're okay. Calm down. <laughs> and somehow I end up holding serve. I don't know how I end up holding serve. And uh, Scott comes up to me and goes, I'm so proud of you. Well done. And we're, cha <laughs> we're changing ends. And Stu Bradley just walks by me and just on the low key gives me a, a you know, fist bump. He's like, well done. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was like, Wald fucking Waldy, four all. Three against one, yeah. Yeah, four always oh, Ben, your foot fault. I, no, Jay. <laughs> We're not gonna I, do this again. Yeah, I had to touch on it. I did have a, I did get a short lob of the second point of that game, and oh my god, I wanted to fym him so badly. I just restrained myself. I was like, nope, can't do it. Scott would get mad at me. <laughs> I gotta tell you real quick. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. No. no. Oh, I was, um, I was going to say, you know, because <laughs> Jay, Jay digs himself into a couple of these um, situations where he ends up playing three against one. Um, yes. But, but I'll never forget, I'll never forget the match that I saw at, I believe it was Lake Forest, although somebody told me it wasn't. It was when I was part of that team. And I'm pretty sure it was like Dane and Alex against Woldenberg and I can't remember his partner but i'm I, I i know i can picture it in my head they're playing and dane for some reason is just absolutely lighting this poor guy up i felt i felt bad like it was <laughs> it was borderline inappropriate but like it's still part of the game it's actually like depending on where you land like it's a shot like I've, people use it against me um and and i think it, it changes the way i play as a backward player i think it really has it it has its spot, but there's a point where it's, you know, it's really giving the middle finger to the guy. And that's, yes. that point had been reached. And then, you know, it's like <laughs> we went, we went all the way around the world and hit that point again. Um, so, so Dane had hit him already maybe a dozen times in this match. Um, <laughs> Alex decided at one point, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get one too. And he rifles one and, and absolutely clobbers uh, Jay. And Jay's like, you know, Jay's like, he's walking around like, what the hell, guys? You know, come on. <laughs> Two points later, 
his partner goes for a slash cut overhead. Oh. He it off the side of his paddle and, and clocks him in the neck, dude. And so Jay's now been hit like 15 times by all three players on the course. And I mean, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, this, is, this can't be happening. The guy's a magnet. The guy's a paddle ball magnet. It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Oh, dude, I I think we could have like an entire three hour episode on just Jay Waldenberg stories. He's um, a legend. Which sure. I would like to do because I, I do think we could all sit around and tell them because we all like Jay. He does drive yeah. people nuts at times, but I, I his heart's in the right place. He's a good dude. And, you know, I, I was playing with cool. Compton one time and Jay hit a short ball and he knew Compton was going to crack him with a forehand. Mm-hmm. And Jay had literally turned and taken three steps running away. Three full steps. He hadn't just turned quickly. Three full steps. And Compton just hits the biggest forehand right in the small of his back. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you this because I was the, the almost identical situation with Compton and Jay and Mansiger. This was down at Saddle um, and, and very similar thing. So Jay popped this volley and, and me and him are on the run backwards. And you see Compton like going into full windup mode <laughs> and he runs up Jay's Jay's, you know, taking the second step back. He's turning around because he knows it's coming and Compton, he's shown us the, the full backswing. Compton hits it about 10 miles an hour. He taps the ball. <laughs> it hits Jay and Jay like, Jay does a yard sale. His paddle flies. His hat flew off. <laughs> Both of his shoes flew off. And me, Mansinger, and Compton are looking at each other like, we, I think he, I think he was doing that to be funny. But he sold it so well that like we were like, wait, oh, wait, wait, that's is amazing. This or not, right now. <laughs> like, We've got to have a roundtable drinking edition of um, Jay was, Waldenberg I'll stories. Never forget the look on Mansinger's face. Like, <laughs> hold on, is this guy serious? You know, Scott's probably got that on camera because he videos everything. Oh my God. I, it was such, it was so great. Uh, oh, that's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, Will, uh, dude, it's late on a, on a Sunday and uh, we want to get you, we'll get you out of here and we appreciate any time you come on this show. We love it. We'd dude, we'd love to have you on every week. And um, again, Congratulations with the tournament last week and uh, the baby and the wife being amazing with the baby and you're a lucky yeah, man. Thank you. Everything yeah, is uh, thank you. everything's great for you and and congratulations and you deserve it all. So well done, sir. Yeah, pr- appreciate it. Always good talking to you, boys, and we'll uh, I'm sure I'll see you sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, buddy. You have a great evening. Thanks, Will. All right, night, guys. Cheers, mate. Fade to black. Roll the credits. A huge thank you to always one of our favorite guests, Mr. Will Colmar. Thank you so much to all of you for listening and helping support us and grow the show. We love doing every single episode. And with your help spreading the word to help us grow, we can continue to do many, many more shows. And with that, I'm Ben. He's Noah. And we are out of here!